Emily and I are exploring the mark on businesses. Ah, don't riff. Run off script, yeah. Don't go off script when when you've had this much sleep. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Big Con Podcast. It is the podcast dedicated to demystifying and simplifying the world of strategy. We are exploring the impact on businesses and individuals of either harnessed strategy for success or perhaps missed the mark. My name is Dale. I'm a big, big business nerd and a content aficionado. And my name is Emily. I am a Harvard degree candidate. We are bringing you in on the con. We are sharing the valuable lessons from both the failures and the triumphs of those who've come before us. And Emily, can I say this season has got me a little bit exhausted. So we have yeah. hit some, some spicy, spicy topics. Like we have. We've we've been we've gone to the dark, dark corners of things that have gotten me so close to being cancelled many times. I think we've done well, I think we've covered them well. You're giving us a story today. Is it a similar spicy topic or is it less spicy? Well, I thought it was gonna be one of our classic not like spicy ones, but like our classic drama stories. Like the one where you talked about the Russian mafia. Nice. Or my multi-level marketing scheme, like the tale nice. of people doing surgery when they have no license type of thing. So it's like spice adjacent. Yes. but And this is A, because I read a really juicy headline and felt mm-hmm. fell for that old chestnut, even though I should know better. Also, because B, the name of the business is actually Act of Treason. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah. So an act of treason is the crime of betraying a nation or a sovereign by acts considered dangerous to security, like attempting to overthrow a government or spying in a war or something like that. Is this Donald Trump's new company? Not quite. I I was absolutely salivating over it, but I cannot promise that kind of drama. I'm just going to tell you that up front. Okay. But what I can promise is a very interesting discussion around labels, marketing, and supply versus demand, which I suppose is what we are as a podcast. What's on our label? Yeah, it hasn't got quite got the same ring to it, but we will learn lots or we'll at least ponder lots, I promise. Let's get pondering. And it does involve someone taking something that a nation clearly owns and rebranding and making its own. So there is still some interesting queries on that. Sounds semi-spicy. I'm smelling appropriation. <laughs> no, no. Well, no. So something I didn't know until I was researching this piece is that tequila is like champagne. So we know widely that champagne can only be called champagne if the grapes are grown and harvested in the French region of champagne. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it is called sparkling wine. Yes. Well, tequila is the same. Tequila is made from the agave plant, and there are hundreds of species of agave, but only the Weber Azul or the blue agave plant, so that's its common name, blue agave, can make tequila. So to be called tequila, it has to be made from at least 51% blue agave. And that blue agave has to be grown in specific regions of Mexico. Otherwise, it is sparkling tequila. No, just kidding. It's actually called agave spirit. I just thought you were going to say that champagne and tequila are the same because they're both what make me vomit after having like even (laughs) one little sip of them. I'm a lightweight. No, because I mean, we all know this about champagne, but did you know that about tequila? No, 100%. Yeah, so that I means that everything, no every single tequila item inside Dan Murphy's has to come from that region. And that's a little Unless it's called agave spirit, which, uh, but you would just, you and I would probably just walk straight past it and be like, I don't know what that is. That looks dangerous. <laughs> agave. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a bottle of premium tequila, um, 
and the higher the blue agave content, the more premium, it can cost anywhere from $100 to $1,000. So Mm. we're doing, tequila's doing good. Mm. And here's the thing. The demand for tequila and good quality tequila is on the rise. So the tequila slammer is being traded in for the tequila sipper, like a premium tequila on the rocks, or perhaps a fancy mezcal grapefruit margarita. 100% agave tequilas, so where they only use blue agave, have doubled their consumption volumes from 29% of total tequila consumption in 2001 to 63% in 2021. Agave's on the rise. Yeah, but the premium version as well. And this rise is predicted to continue. And the prediction is that by 2026, the US will be consuming more tequila than the entire world did in 2021, with super ultra premium tequila being 55% of that market. Wow. So we're really getting into our fancy schmancy tequilas. Hangover is going to be the same though. Hangover has just got to... <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Like I always, you know, when you have, when you go to a wedding and you have like really cheap white wine or Mm. or champagne and you're just way sicker than if you drank actual champagne, it could be the same. I don't know. Who am Mm. I to say? The problem is the supply cannot keep up with this demand because it takes five to eight years for an agave plant to mature, not to mention climate change's input of um, you know, fluctuating temperatures throughout the season, like this desert plant needs hot and stable weather. Plus, it takes seven to eight kilograms of, te- of agave to make one litre of tequila. Whoa. That's a lot. Active Treason enters the chat. We're pivoting. Top Shelf is an Aussie-based company that makes high-quality spirits that are farmed to bottle, meaning they farm and bottle on the same location, which sounds like not a big deal but does speak to quality. Tequila, or agave spirit, is their new venture. They have the largest blue agave farm outside of Mexico that boasts over 600,000 agave plants in Queensland between Airlie Beach and Bowen in the Whitsundays region. And they are predicted to grow to over 1 million plants. So interestingly, agave is also natural to Australia and due to the desert regions here does quite well. So it's just sort of a no-brainer really to have some farms here. We have a similar um, climate to Mexico, I'm imagining. Yeah, so we're on the sim- like, and Queensland's sort of in a similar position on the equator and all of mm. that kind of stuff. So the business launched its first couple of hundred thousand cases a couple of weeks ago, Mazeltoff. The bottles are going for $120 a pop. Ooh, so it's that's really premium. making mm. Yeah, and it's really making a statement about its quality, like straight up. And Dale, it is already sold out. So I cannot go into my liquor land and pick up a bottle of of active treason well i couldn't see any on the website like there may be some some still in retailers you could um have a little search but no bottles left you can't buy it through the top shelf they really went out with a bang and a lot of it i think was to do with it's very very clever marketing so let's talk about the drama and that marketing that went along with it the issue was it positioned itself as or it was positioned as is it threatening the longevity of tequila by establishing legitimate competition? Is it going against the government of Mexico to make this high-quality spirit that isn't tequila? And the media went nuts. Tequila under fire, Mexico not happy, blah, blah, blah. And I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. And active treason has actively positioned itself that in, in this situation. 
but like in kind of a cheeky Aussie rebel branding kind of way. Mm. So the CEO of Top Shelf, Trent Fraser, posted recently on his LinkedIn, the act of treason launched today symbolizes the pioneering and rule-breaking spirit of a project that will create a new region of agave spirit. Some feel we're being treasonous then so be it. And in fact, that's exactly what we call it. But the greater crime would not be doing it all. Incredibly proud of the team to finally bring this bold project to life. So we're really leaning into those puns and they lean it into it with their location too. So they've got on their website, they're really about the farming. They've got Mm. the purely Aussie margarita recipe. They talk about the soil science and they called the land an ideal place to commit treason, which is super cheeky and very clever, and I love it. And I was thinking, oh my god, Mexico's pissed. That's that's scary. I've seen, yeah. I've seen, I've seen some horrendously Hollywood stories around Mexican cartels. Right. We, I was like, we have really done it now, and also, like, like you said, are we appropriating? But when I dug into it, it actually looks like there's no controversy literally at all and this is just a marketing position and the media has taken that and run with it which I find incredible and it looked like there might have been some drama around them almost selling the land but then instead getting a cash injection of like 30 million dollars at some point so there was like oh are they gonna make it but there's almost no coverage on that in the media except for like a sentence so I think it might have just been like regular growing pains mm-hmm. and the top shelf said, the top shelf team said that Mexican distillers have actually been really supportive. They said, oh, a lot of people within the industry in Mexico look at what we're doing as like what happened to champagne through the 1970s when Australia started to manufacture sparkling wine. It was actually really good for champagne, as in the premium quality of champagne became a status symbol, a statement, and they could up their prices with someone else addressing that sort of filling in the bottom yeah and so the premium product became known for its indication of celebration opulence so frenchy chic you know what i mean the question is is this is this what is going to happen to premium tequila like where is it going to go what is its Mm. market and what does this mean for agave products in general will it be like sort of that boutique australian sparkling wines which have gained you know serious popularity and there's sort of their own connoisseurs. Who knows? After the break, why don't we discuss whether we think tequila is under threat and how we think this will play out and whether we think that act of treason's positioning is clever or over dramatic. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Listeners. 
behind the scenes uh, alert for everyone. We record this <clears throat> in the mornings, mostly. Uh, this is why we're all so fresh and funky and we have those raspy morning tones. Um, <laughs> but it's it's maybe a bit thirsty. Uh, and by no means should I be having a tequila slammer at what is 8.20am. But <laughs> but but I'm, I am tempted to go back. I, I haven't touched tequila since, since schoolies because of... Well, you fill in the blanks. And for our international listeners, schoolies is sort of like our spring break when we yeah. finish high school, basically. Yeah. yeah. But act of treason. I have a bit of a rant on Australia in what may be considered an act of treason in itself. And I think, <laughs> I think it's a bit of a thing of, is the rebel mentality in Australia being a bit cheeky? Has it worn off? And I think for yeah. the most part it works. I think there's plenty of examples where it works um, stands out in a very crowded market, which is good. Mm. I think what we're saying is there is a, there is actually a gr- huge amount of tequila. So yes, it cool. stands out in the crowded market, makes it a bit engaging, a bit entertaining, et cetera, et cetera. But there's times recently in some of these more international places where I just don't know whether us being cheeky rebels and the underdog actually plays to our favor anymore because mm. we are trying to, I always feel like we're trying to play on the grand stage, but we're all trying to still trying to be the, the underdog. And there's this kind of tension around, like, I just get secondhand embarrassment of them being like, oh, we're taking on Mexico. I'm just kind of like, Australia, stop. Like, I feel like we're, yeah. we're, we've grown up as a, or we are growing up as a country. We're doing things like buying submarines and, and weighing into wars, whether we should or not. And then we're doing these cheeky things over here. It's a, it's a, a thing that probably needs to be carefully managed. And I think, that, again, this is, this is harmless. I also wonder if, you know, I wonder what their business plan is because $120 for a bottle of something that isn't tequila is also, you know, kind of it's interesting. A bit of a, it's a bit of a, to use a, to entertain our explicit warning, it's a bit mm-hmm. of a piss take. Uh, yeah, particularly what's meant think, to be like a rebel approach. Yeah. In terms of, you know, the, the boutique wines and things that we have these days in Australia, which is a huge market now, it hasn't really got a position yet. So it's like, I don't know if this act of treason sort of gimmick will last very long, especially because there's, I've heard nothing. I had no idea that tequila had to be made in Mexico. So Mm. like, I feel that for both tequila makers and people who are making agave spirits, Mm. We need to start educating the consumer, you know, mm. about what that means. And so tequilas can then be like, we're real tequilas. And agave spirits can also kind of be like, we are tequila. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Because if, like, I would just never pick up a bottle of agave spirit because I just would not, I'd be like, what is that? When you see it on the shelf, you think of some some health drink and you're like, ah, sure. Yeah, or like, or like a liqueur or something that's going to be like herby. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, I consider myself quite an alcohol connoisseur. I do love mm. my wines and my spirits um, in moderation, people. But mm. um, I had no idea, literally none. And so I think that when the the producers need to start educating the market or they're not going to know what they're buying. Um, and, you know, I think we'll we'll have to see but i think that they they're both in sort of a precarious position about where they sit in the market if the consumers don't understand what the market is mm. and i think what you said nicely though was around 
in them doing this story and they've taken a different angle because no one wants to sit through the lesson of sparkling wine versus champagne. So no one wants to be educated when they're having fun. And so I think <laughs> entering it from a different angle Gosh, I need to change of... my co- party conversations, don't I? <laughs> 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 you just always sound like that guy. I do. <laughs> and so entering it from the active trades and kind of mentality of, of the story's worked, like they sold out, that's fine. And they've let's pretend they've created scarcity and they've, their content is marketing and marketing is content that has worked well for them. Media running yeah. the story. Brilliant. They've got an excellent uh, PR person. But yeah, I think you're right around that. They need to then go, cool. And then how do we differentiate ourselves from this? And mm-hmm. are we then going to have a conversation around, oh, this is why you would have, have us. I think there's a little bit of like, to go back to my Australian um, rant, there's also probably something positive in this is that I know people who will happily drink sparkling wine because it's not from the french region of champagne because they're like well stuff that i don't need i don't need the good stuff i'll, I'll have this one because it's two dollars cheaper yeah but there is starting to become a market like we have quite a wonderful um whiskey brand in australia called starwood that is sort of a boutique whiskey in australia's own right four pillars Four pillars with gin. So there is starting to become this. So they may be jumping on that kind of bandwagon. They've in done terms it from of- a they from a positioning of being boutique, special, elite, good versus this cheeky approach. I think when you go the cheeky yes. the cheeky approach, you certain have you got a certain shtick. And so yeah, maybe it's great yes. for the entry level and for the splash and for the media article yes. articles. It is worked. It's the what's next and how do they stand start yes. to differentiate themselves in the market and promote the particular and, market as a whole. And also with whiskies and gin, it's not like like if Scotch whiskey doesn't even need to be made in Scotland. Do you know what I mean? Like there's mm. no, there's nothing that is differentiating. There's no um, um I don't know what you call it, but there's no thing. There's no sort of law that says. This isn't a whiskey, so it's it's sort of different. There's a different landscape there because nobody knows what agave spirit is. <laughs> Correct. Well, some people do. If you're really into your tequilas, I imagine that you do. But I had a tequila experience similar to that of Dale's, and so I haven't. I do love a margarita, though. I think while the cheeky, all of that kind of stuff works, I also just think their price point is what. And while their price point is probably valid because of all the work and science and stuff that they're doing yeah. to make a really good tequila we'll just have to wait and see whether that market sort of builds and is that just something that people have bought because it's the first time it's popped out and it's like this new australian tequila that they want to try or is this something that's going to get stocked in really nice bars and stuff across australia we don't know so i think that they just really need to think about their market position who their consumer is, maybe they're doing a B2B type thing, business to business. Maybe they're selling to bars. Maybe they're selling to, you know, the Dan Murphys. The other angle I want to take is I don't mind the sustainability push and that's where yes. a company like this can start to differentiate themselves a little bit around, well, where the Garvey has a giant growth period that needs to go through to be able to mm. produce anything. So then for Australia to go, oh, look at us, we have the great climate to do this. And I think we've seen this a little yeah. bit with things like, oh, I'm going to massive pivot. So strapping guys as we U-term with things like lab-grown diamonds. Um, yeah. And it goes for around the audience that they're kind of picking there around, well, you don't actually need to take millions of years to, to grow the diamonds because they can just be grown in a lab. And at a yeah. chemical level, they're the exact same. And so then... But it still comes back to training the consumer around going, oh, no, they're just, they're the same. They're great. And then creating that appeal. And so and maybe this one I go back to, sure, I guess I think it is a clever approach to do something. 
and I like how much they've lent into their whole story around the CEO of, uh, of Top Shelf is behind it talking about the um, these LinkedIn posts. They've yeah. done it through their marketing. So I think kudos, this is this is the excellent branding story. Yes. That, that appears to have worked. It's just that cool you've had your splash. Yes. What's next? Now what? And How do you convert to long-term long -term drinkers, drink responsibly? Potentially they could be looking at like champagne has done for celebration. Like potentially there's something that tequila can do. Put a base around an event. Yeah, to position it as like this is when you have tequila. So I feel like if we're going back to sparkling wine, you've got champagne, which is the premium tier. Then mm. you've got those boutique sparkling wines, which are like, homegrown, made with, you know, on really nice wineries, vineyards with care and precision and blah, blah, you blah. only have them through and a cellar door, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're your second tier and then your third tier is like your yellow, <laughs> you know, like uh, your really dirty, cheap. My stomach just flipped. I don't know if they sell yellow around the world, but guys, it's really bad. No shade yellow, you got me through some teenage years. Just think that like they, they're going to need to understand that hopefully they already do understand that they sit in that boutique area. So like potentially massive production is maybe not the goal, if that yeah, makes sense. Scarce. And this is yes. when you look at like a <laughs> strap in again, listeners, a Jetstar and a Qantas. And right. around around a company then produces a lower tier. So Jetstar and Qantas is well, Australia's national carrier is Qantas, and Jetstar is owned by Qantas. And Jetstar, by yeah. design, offers a sub premium experience to say the say the least, a cheaper experience. It's, it's a budget airline. I like Jetstar. It's fine. It gets you. It gets you there mostly. Uh, yeah. Versus, and so they then are able to position the market and differentiate, and so they then control both narrative around. Here's what Jetstar provides. Sure, you're going to pay for a seat, and if you want a seatbelt, then it's next twenty five dollars, and if you want luggage, yeah. it's twenty five dollars. If you want a sandwich, next yeah, fifty dollars, etc., etc. Versus the yeah. more premium, what you'd expect to fly of a Qantas, and so I think being able to control that narrative, obviously they operate as two different companies, but owned by, and so. There's an option there for a company to, to release a more on mass entry level um, mm. product that to be able to position and mm. that could be the approach they could take as well. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. And I think that now every time I see a tequila bottle, I'm going to be like, well, that's from Mexico. <laughs> Not that that's my takeaway. That is my takeaway yeah. from this. <laughs> well, listeners, there you have it. You now understand a little bit more of the con. We hope that you have found out other things that come from Mexico. <laughs> If you haven't already, please subscribe to the BigCon podcast. It not only supports us, but it means that you will get all the latest episodes straight to your device. Do not keep all the fun to yourself either. Share the con around your mother, your aunt, your best friend, brother. Tell them to check us out on all their favourite podcast apps. For any further details, please head over to the BigConsultingMC.com and sign up to the mail list. Bye for now. Thanks, Dale. This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurrung Language Group. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.